0: glory, glory, Sacramento!
1: Hello, and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Nolan, and tonight I'm joined by
0: the very special Scott Waits. Scott, how are you doing this evening? Good. I got a little sun today, so my face is a little little burnt. Played some football uh, outside with the boys. You look like uh, a bright strawberry. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. And and I went uh, went swimming as well, so I was outside for a lot today, but you know, (laughs) I feel good. How do you feel? I feel good. I'm a little sad that Zach can't join us tonight, but I'm happy that he's away soaking up the cabin breeze and and the must just hanging out in the woods yeah. by himself zach zach's off doing his thing so yeah uh he needed a little vacation so we gave him the week off we did and uh, it is just the original crew 916 1.0 version yes. today uh and uh, this is what's going to happen we're going to do a little bit of news just a quick thing um you guys probably heard but we're just going to touch on it and then we're going to um do some a quick review of the game that we missed because uh, we were all gone um, the this past week. So we're gonna do a quick touch on LA Galaxy 2 game and the San Diego Loyal game. Um, and then we're gonna spend a majority of this show talking about um, the, the kind of a, a season progress report. Now, you're like, well, you've only played five games. Why are we doing a, a season progress report? Normally this is something we do halfway through the season. Well, um, we're a third of the way through the season. So if if you were to multiply everybody's points by 3, um we would be like 9 points behind Reno. And uh I believe in in about an hour the Portland Timbers 2 Tacoma game is about to kick off and if Tacoma wins, they jump us uh in, in the in the standings for our group. So we need to move quicker this season. We have to push things forward. So we're going to do a third of the, the way season uh, progress report what that's going to look like is we're going going to have uh, our, our eye test. What do we see? What do Scott and Nolan see? Are the good, the bad, the ugly of this season? And then we're going to compare that to what the stats say. Maybe we're off. Maybe we're spot on. Who knows? Um, and then we're going to draw conclusions from that. And then after drawing conclusions from that information, we're going to then assess what needs to be changed moving forward. Uh, and then we are just briefly, maybe uh, for a moment, touch on a couple things that we could potentially see change for the portland timbers two game but probably not just because one we don't know a lot about portland timbers two um other than they their good players are probably with the first team right now um in the semifinals for the mls's back tournament and two um what we do know is that they're bad they haven't recorded a point this season in three games so uh, we're kind of hoping that this is a game they can maybe capitalize on so uh, with that being said i'm going to jump into the news and then i'll turn it over uh well and and then we'll we'll go from there. So, just really, the only news thing is that uh, the Wednesday game this past uh, Wednesday against Orange County was canceled because of a COVID related issue. So gasp, g- gasp. Uh, there were many players for the LA Galaxy mm. 2 that tested positive, uh, and there weren't a full squad. I think it was. I, I think I think it was nine players and two staff. Okay, um, and there just wasn't enough time for Sacramento to. Um, Follow the appropriate protocols, I guess, to play that game. To drink all the hand sanitizer. Exactly. So, Nolan, my question to you: How many more Sacramento Republic games will be rescheduled this season due to COVID-19? Ah, oh, man. I hope my hope and dream is
1: that zero are canceled and or rescheduled. Realistically, I just don't see how players are going to travel all across the Western Seaboard and not contract more COVID and have that not impact the playing of games on time. Um, so I think it's going to be a messy season. It already feels messy. It feels rushed. Um, I'm sure that's very stressful for players, for USL, uh, upper management for coaches. Um, and I think that's going to continue. I don't see it getting much better, but we can always cross our fingers and hope that it clears up in a week.
0: Yeah. And you know, the good news is we don't have to play LA Galaxy 2 again this season. Um, the bad news is we did play Reno and they had a player test positive and we do play them Again, again we we play them in like 10 days i think yeah uh so that's a little bit of a concern and if there are more games rescheduled well the, the playoffs are set so unless the entire unless, unless the league moves the entire like playoff uh Picture. start date back yeah we're gonna have a lot more wednesday games and that's gonna mean it's it's just gonna be a lot harder yeah on our on our guys so hopefully that doesn't happen all right let's move into just a quick recap of the la galaxy 2 game uh, the starting 11 was Grinwist in goal uh and then from left to right the back four was ash sargis hayden or sorry uh, hill here at mccrary the uh, midfielders were villarreal and skundrick and then ahead of them were werner roro and bijev for a four two three one four three three what have you and then formella was up top um la galaxy 2 scored the lone goal in this game in the 72nd minute off of a free kick But i mean i don't i don't know if this is a uh if, if you can really say oh sacramento this was not great defending because we're hearing that grinris possibly either already had a knee injury or had it or injured his knee on this exact play where he, he came out and uh, came out of his goal to kind of collect the ball. And he, he didn't get there. Yeah. Um, so uh, you, you say, okay, that's, that's unfortunate. And that's why the goal is scored. Um, the story of this game though, was definitely missed chances, 19 shots, five on target, seven blocks. Um, however, the young players did f- perform well. Sargis looks good. Huareggi came in for the final 20 minutes because there were there was 8 minutes of, of stoppage time. Yeah. So he played for 20 minutes and I mean it was significant that he's the guy you bring on right immediately when the goal scored. So I uh, I think that's that's uh, impressive for me and it was the first loss of the season. So I mean you could say hey, Sacramento has always gotten points till this game. And this game is a bit fluky because the goal goalie gets injured on the goal. Yeah. Um. Honestly, and, and Nolan, you watched a little bit of this game. I think the really the the big thing is the missed chances. Like, yeah. Even though L.A. did score, Sacramento had multiple chances to put the ball in the back of the net. Um. Yeah. I think Derek Formella had just
1: reviewing the highlights. Like Derek Formella had two breakaway chances on goal. One was a brilliant save. Not, actually, no, sorry. The save wasn't that brilliant. It wasn't a well-taken shot. But the second one, the first one in the, high, in the progress of the game was just a misplaced ball by an inch and a half. And it, it hit uh, the frame of the goal and rolled to outside instead of inside. Um, and it was just, I guess, unlucky for Formella. I don't I don't know if you can really criticize him for, for missing that opportunity. And then Hayden Sargis, too, um, had a really nice uh, headed ball on frame and LA's keeper just like barely tipped it out um, wide, and so I mean that's three big chances there that were just not capitalized on, and I I almost am, I'm hesitant to cast fault on any of Sacramento's players for those missed chances. Like it was like Scott was saying, a bit fluky, um, it seemed. But again, LA took their one opportunity, and Sacramento didn't. So um, in the end, it was three drop points for Sacramento on the road in LA and, and COVID COVID. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Nolan, do you want to
1: catch us up on what just happened this past weekend with San Diego? Yes. So, uh, a bit more of the same, actually, Scott, I, I think the theme of this, this podcast is going to be missed chances and what's going on, uh, in the final third for Sacramento. But before we get ahead of ourselves, um, really, uh, there are, where's some statistically significant, uh, outcomes of this game. This was the first time in the five games Sacramento have played in 2020 where they were outpossessed. possessed So um, the Loyal had 58% of the ball. Sacramento had 42. I know that possession stats are somewhat misleading, but still um, something.
0: It was clear for me note. that yeah. Sacramento definitely did not control the ball Absolutely. like they wanted to the past four games. Yeah, no, in it, it was hard to see a
1: passage of play for Sacramento where they connected more than three or four passes without either turning the ball over playing on a forward who couldn't run onto it um passing they, it out they of definitely bounds. sat back a little bit more and tried to counter yeah um we also saw Hayden Sargis continue to play this is his fifth start in five games uh impressive but had a cut co- he was caught out a, a few times but nothing uh that we can really you know scorn him for because there were no goals scored so. well I,
0: I think there was the one time that I was like oh that's not good uh, was there was a kind of a deeper across originating from deeper in the field and he moved across the face of the goal he did not take a great touch yeah to control it and the ball fell directly to an an on running san diego player where i i mean if it's i guess a better player you could say well you know that player controls it and is able to handle that situation yeah for whatever reason maybe his feet weren't set he wasn't able to con- to control that ball. So that was kind of the big, like, oh, that could have been bad. Now, yeah. he did recover well, and a shot was taken, but it obviously no goal scored, so you forgive him for that. Um, let me just, before you move forward, Nolan, let's mm-hmm. talk about the lineup. So Diaz in net, yes. again, because of the Grinwis injury. Yeah. Um, and then same back four, Ash, Sargis, Hilliard, Arce, McCrary. Uh, this game featured AWO, Andrew Wheeler, um, aminu and Skundrick as your – Two little bit deeper lying midfielders. Um and then Awasa kinda played as the ten. Yeah. And then uh Belmar and Werner on the flanks with Formella up top again. Now, some people are gonna say this is a four four two with wingers pushed high and two forwards. Some are gonna say it's a four two three one. I'm just gonna go with it. it's it's still the base four four three. We talked about this, um, in a preseason game. Um, or maybe it was a game last year. I can't exactly remember. But Awasa um, is still playing effectively that same role as uh, Roro would play if he was in it or if Pinagos played if he was in it. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of this in-between player between a second forward and a midfielder. He's, he's in that kind of weird zone where he is supposed to be um, more of the featured playmaker um, and he's just not... I don't think he was that great at that this game. Yeah, so. you didn't really see
1: him creating any big opportunities, but then you also didn't see him getting on the end of crosses from fullbacks or getting on the end of crosses from, um, the wingers. And so it was just kind of a quiet game for Cameron Ross. There
0: there was that one cross toward the very beginning, um, of the game. And I mean, it goes on frame, but it's also right at the goalie. So,
1: yeah. So there, that, that was the lineup. You're right. Uh, and then we also, a couple more observations that Scott and I had, uh, you know Jordan McCrary um playing at right back had some some pretty great play on both ends ends of the pitch so making stops running guys down um preventing uh the opposition winger from getting in behind him but then also getting forward getting crosses in playing good little one twos with Sam Warner um he was really impressive uh during this game uh and yeah it was it was a story um again of just not finishing how much of that might be personnel issues one interesting thing that scott and i uncovered in doing research uh for that episode is sacramento only played made one substitution the entire game and that was uh bijev in the 72nd minute for who came on for Derek formella um did cam move up top and i then, think he did and yeah And belmar moved someone moved centrally no i, I think bijev bijev move moved centrally central, okay, yes yeah um and then yeah so that was that was interesting the players on the bench that one notable player that was not on the bench for me was mario panagos so um he was left off out of the team and actually uh the younger player who's on an academy contract while uh, and Julian, Chavez. Huare- and Julian, so Julian Chavez, uh, Rafa Huaregui has been on the team since it was announced. He's been in the 18 since he was announced. He was yeah. signed to the Academy contract. And we've said, where's Julian Chavez? And he was on the bench, uh, made the trip down to San Diego. Uh, but Mario Panagos was, did not, and he's not on the injury report. So I guess there's just not room for him in the, in the team right now, which is a bummer. And cause we liked what, what we saw in the 75 minutes he played against Tulsa. But, um, yeah, so not a lot of finishing from the forwards and not a lot of substitu- substitution of well, forward play. And
0: it's interesting that you bring up who was on the bench because Roro was on the bench and he. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly why he didn't come into the game. It, being an away game, we're not able to ask questions to yeah. Mark Briggs. So it, it makes me wonder: is he not fit? Is yeah. is Briggs saying, you know, if this game is going to end in a draw, uh, you know, a point on the road isn't bad. I'm not going to waste the. Uh, opportunity to save his legs yeah. because there is a game uh, this weekend, and then there's a Wednesday game. And Briggs is probably also thinking now there's going to be another Wednesday game, yeah, because the Wednesday game got canceled the week just just prior. So yeah. maybe that was the idea: is let's not waste him if we don't need to. Yeah. Um,
1: On the yeah. other end of that, though, Scott, like something that I, that I was thinking about is maybe Briggs is thinking, all right, I'm going to get 90 minutes in the legs of. Drew Skundrick or Andrew Wheeler Amanu or um you know not cam or Cameron Nawasa or someone like because there has been this has been this is such a weird situation like there has been no preseason um players largely have not been playing uh so
0: you're saying he's trying to get maybe people just full
1: fitness right so maybe our observation of oh there's just a lack of sharpness lack of sharpness lack of sharpness maybe Briggs is saying all right because they're not sharp because they haven't played soccer in three months that's
0: actually uh, that's actually a very interesting point nolan and i I didn't think about that before you just said that and that could 100 percent explain that you know the lack of substitutions and it could also be briggs's show of hey i trust you yeah Uh, i don't need to bring the featured player really on this squad i don't need to bring him on i i trust you guys to finish the chances that you are creating yeah um and I think the only other thing from this would be, it was Belmar's first start. He looks good. He had a, a nice cross to Sam Werner on the back post with yeah. a diving header, and uh, he couldn't get that on frame. Yeah. And it, a couple of other plays, but in all, I, I don't think he really stood out to us that much. I mean, he wears, like, size extra small shorts compared to everyone else. <laughs> they're, like,
1: they're like three inches long. It, 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 they're cool. Like, it makes his legs look big. They're, know? like, running it's shorts. It's intimidating. It looks, like, three-inch, like sp- like distance runner running shorts um <laughs> i think he might roll them up maybe he does he like yeah. cinches them up too they're, they're tight and then he pulls them up that was it i mean when you have
0: legs like that i mean i would I show would them show off show them off
1: yeah he's making sam warner feel feel like
0: he's a small man <laughs> which is he looks like one next to carlton delmar anyway yeah. so i i know i think my personal thing from this game would be i'm not sure if this actually at the end of the season will be a bad point yeah uh in the context of the five games that we have It doesn't feel good, but San Diego are having a decent start to their team, to their, their career in the USL. And I think they have a fair shot to get out of their group. So if we're saying, well, we have a point on the road against another team that's going to be in the playoffs. Maybe that's not bad at the end of the year. Maybe that's saying, Hey, we battled and you know what? Even though we didn't have as much of the ball as they did, even though we were uh, stricken with how Briggs wanted to, run the team in that he didn't choose to make more subs maybe we look at this and say that's actually not a bad point yeah on the road so that's just how I feel this is trending toward for uh for San Diego and for Sacramento as well anything else from this game Nolan before we move on and get to the the meat of this show I don't think so all right well like we said we're going to do a season progress report and we're going to start with what we have seen and there's going to be three categories uh, that we're going to touch on in this section. There's going to be impressive players and then we've also noticed a lack of finishing and we feel like the defense has been pretty solid and those are general things and we're going to get more specific as we dive into each of them. So let's start with players that have been impressive for us and there are five players in this list. We're really only going to talk about three and the other two are going to be just honorable mentions that people, people we think you should be aware of watch them play we think they're doing well so Nolan who's the first player that you think has impressed so far the player that's really
1: stuck out to me this season is is Ashkenov Apollon or Ash um he not necessarily just because he's not been the star of the show by any means uh in his four starts but comparing his first game since in the restart against Tacoma to the last game against San Diego is like night and day so if we remember the game against Tacoma, he was he was playing at wingback, so it's a slightly different position than fullback. Um, but he was just he looked confused, uncertain, scared. He was constantly uh, hesitant to get forward, and then when he did get forward, he get someone in behind him, um, and it it just was not a great night for for him. There were flashes of of great things, like he would make a great tackle when when someone got in behind, or he would. Get in a good cross um, or, or get in some good space, but then they wouldn't switch the ball to him. Um, but on the night, it was not the best performance uh, from a, a left a left sided fullback that we've seen for Sacramento. But um, as as the season has gone on, in these short four games, like against San Diego, he was putting in crosses um, from the left side that were going across the face of goal that forwards were needed to get on the end of. Um, he was not being defensively caught out. Uh, he just looked much more comfortable. And so for me, Ash has been a huge standout um, in terms of progress made from the restart to now. Um, but yeah, Scott, anything you have? Any, do you disagree? Uh, do you
0: Have you seen some um, of the same things I've seen with Ash? Yeah, I've seen a lot of the same things you're seeing. He's definitely looking a bit more positionally comfortable, yeah. where if you... Are used to watching soccer, you're probably used to seeing similar movements, and you're just not, you don't know it. And then all of a sudden, when you see something that doesn't feel familiar, you go, "Oh, wait a minute! Like, where, where, where is this guy going? Yeah, uh, what is he doing?" And that was definitely Ash the first few games at fullback. Now I would say um, that he he looks a bit more comfortable, and I I'm I'm also gonna say that he is eventually going to contribute in the attack, something that we're gonna talk about yeah. a little bit later on. But it just hasn't happened for him yet. Um that would be the only really thing I, I have to add is I'm expecting him to to do something in the attack because he is naturally a winger that's been converted to fullback. Right. So the player that has stood out for me excuse me, has been um Hayden Sargis. Yeah. But uh, we did just kind of say he had a little bit of a mistake uh, against San Diego, but as Nolan pointed out, it's five starts in five games for the 18-year-old. 18-year-old and he's looks like he's belonged. Yeah. And we've said it before, so I just want to reiterate that again like this is an 18-year-old who is a regular starter. Yeah. In my opinion now for a USL Championship team. Um and with Sacramento now having another year in the USL, I I think that actually benefits him to where by the time 2022 rolls around and it's our last year in the usl i mean Hayden sargis could be your feature center back yeah he he's the guy that you build the defense around and he's the guy that you say hey you need to organize everyone yeah uh, because there's going to be other academy guys coming up that are going to be next to him so i i think that has been a, a bright spot for sacramento not just as the team the first team but as an organization to Mm -hmm. say you know what we took this guy from the age of 14 or 15 from a different youth club Mm -hmm. said if you come here you will have opportunities that you won't other places developed him from the point that we got him and now he is a first team player so yeah i think i think not just because of his play He's been impressive, but because of his story and what it means for Sacramento as an organization, he's been impressive. Anything else to add for him, Nolan? Before you move on, yeah, certainly. I, I think it's just it's great to have an academy player
1: doing so well at the first team level. Former academy player, so he technically is a, a full professional. But um, yeah, and he he's not he- like he's not scared. Uh, we've Scott, I think you were at the Reno game, re- uh, mentioning at one point. I think Sarge drifted over into hilliard arce's zone of coverage or or somewhere he was not supposed to be in um after the run-up play where reno nearly scored a a goal because of Sargis' laps like hilliard arce gets in his face and just screaming at him and Sargis takes that like it's a it's an intense situation he takes that feedback understands it finishes the game and then he still goes in uh, in the game against um orange county or orange county sorry uh the the loyal and he's if you look at the highlights, he makes a run into the box off of a um he, he passes the ball back to Skundrick and then r- makes an overlapping run into the box. Like he's he's going for it in on both ends of the pitch and so
0: And I think that was one of those plays where Ash got the ball in. Yeah. Um and then it it came out recycled to the player on the wing, McCrary, Warner, I can't remember exactly who yeah. it was. And the ball goes in again. So the team noticed that he was up there. and try to get the ball into him. And to be fair to Sargis, uh, he almost scored a goal off of a header in the Tacoma game. So um, I think maybe that might be a skill he has. And also, uh, that's pretty bold for the 18-year-old center back, the one who's really trying to learn still how to play at this level, even though he does look comfortable, but he is still trying to learn how to play at this level to say, oh, I see this opportunity. I'm moving forward. That shows that... Again, he does belong here. So, yeah. Nolan, who's your uh, who's your next player? Uh, the next player that uh, the, the final player
1: that we really see sticking out um, this season is Jordan McCreary, which I guess isn't really a surprise to anyone. He, McCreary has, is a seasoned veteran in the USL. He's played many minutes in, in MLS. Um, but he just has been consistent from, you know, the restart to the game against the Loyal. And he is the only currently fit player to have contributed an assist uh, in the 2020 season because the only assists that have come from Sacramento are from Juan Barahona and Jordan McCreary. And Juan Barahona currently has a knee that is not functioning properly. So um, he's just been good. Scott, do you have anything else to add about Jordan McCreary?
0: Uh, I think he is one of the leaders clearly on the field. And I'm not going to be surprised if he's one of the leaders in the locker room as well. He very much is continuing the line of Sacramento having really good fullbacks. Yeah. And I I think we appreciated Jordan McCrary last year. Yeah. But I think this year, especially in this system, fullbacks are very important. Uh, And, and Jordan McCrary has never been that guy to be dangerous offensively, at least in Sacramento. And I think he's trying... A lot more he's been given maybe a bit more freedom to try things offensively Mm -hmm. Um, so we see him taking on players we see him um, getting forward regularly and especially without Juan Barahona who was brought in to do those things Mm -hmm. it's it's been very refreshing from McCrary Um, and he plays with a tenacity uh, that a lot of players I think on this team just don't have yeah and again refreshing to see and i've talked about him before with you off air um uh, he continues for me to grow yeah. and and that's what you need to do as a professional so i've been just thoroughly pleased watching him definitely okay so there are two players that we just want to have a quick honorable mention one of them has been mentioned in this segment uh hilliard arce center back pairing with uh Sargis. yeah he's been pretty good yeah I, again to just grab an 18-year-old and yell in his face and be like, hey, this is what you need to do. Good leadership. He hasn't put big feet wrong, I yeah, guess. Uh, yeah. He's been he's been pretty good. and Scored a goal. Scored a goal. And again, in Sacramento's history, center back pairing has been an issue. Yeah. Now, having talented center backs, yeah. that's not been an issue. There no. have been really good center backs. Have you of heard play. of Mitchell Tainter? <laughs> exactly. Who's a starter for uh, San, Antonio. San Antonio? So Sorry. having good a good center back pairing is hard along with good fullbacks yeah i think has it's been nice to to see the organization cuz usually for sacramento it's disorganization so um happy to see that and yeah the first the, the four players that we've mentioned they've all been defenders yeah. which is again another thing we're going to touch on the last guy that gets an honorable mention is uh Drew Skendrick i, I mean the man just runs all over the yeah. field he has the captain's armband uh seems to be Doing well in practice, doing well enough in the game to get the armband. I, when I'm at the game, I can hear him yelling. He has a little bit higher pitched voice, yeah. so I can tell it, Tim, um, <laughs> yelling, um, and he he's organizing people from a midfield position. Now yeah. that might be like a well, duh, like midfielders have to know where everyone is. Well, they spend so much time trying to keep, you know, in their their brain a picture of where everybody else is on the field and what they should be doing that. I think sometimes, as a for a midfielder to be organizing people is actually very hard. So the fact that he's able to do that is very impressive. Now, that also being said, uh, oh, and he scored a goal. He, he scored the, the goal scored in, uh, in Tulsa. against uh, Tulsa. So now that being said, you know, uh, I think that he also may need to improve on a couple things. Um, I, I I don't know. If it'll be super obvious to people in this, you you're really trying to watch the game, but he did give away a goal uh against Tacoma. He he had the ball stuck under his feet, wasn't able to move it quick enough. Um and I almost want him to be a bit more risky with his passes. Like mm. when he takes chances, good things happen. For instance, sprays the ball out. Uh oh I'm sorry. Was out. was it Roro that played the ball to McCrary who then fed it in for formella to score or was that scundrick against tacoma against tacoma i don't know i think it was Roto. okay but anyway i want him to do more of those things yeah i i because he's on the ball so much i want him to take more risks okay. so i think he can contribute in that way and he did play uh more of an, a, a kind of attacking midfield role for stanford so those are the the honorable mentions um yeah the next thing that we're going to talk about is the lack of finishing nolan um we definitely feel like no one can finish. Uh definitely Bjev has missed chances, Kamawasa, Werner, Formella, they've all missed some good chances. Do you think that is uh because of a poor formation setup do you think it's because of covid do you think it's because uh, they're just not talented players do you think uh it, it there's some other reason like what what's going through your mind when you're seeing players just miss open shots yeah i, I think it's a combination of B and D, the
1: the covid situation and a host of other factors I, I think um look we would be ignorant and stupid to say oh the forwards just need to convert chances without recognizing the fact that like it's insane out there in the world. Like the, the way we are, this season has been conducted is not uh, setting up forwards. Well, like um, it's really hard to focus and be like, have a razor's sharp um, mentality when you're worried about kickoff actually happening 15 minutes from when it's scheduled to, or, you know, when you're worried about is this guy bumping up on my shoulder, giving me a, a virus or, you know, just, do am I going to get a paycheck tomorrow because my club's going to go under in the next week like those things certainly have to be detracting from um a a player and and an employee's mentality when there's when their job requires laser sharp focus and there are so many things that are um taking that focus away so there has to be an element of that on the other side uh, on the other end of that um coin is the fact that other teams are converting their chances so there are other forwards who are dialed in who are zeroed in who are you know able to i guess put the blinders on for 90 minutes and just focus on scoring goals um and so there does seem to be a disconnect between sacramento's forwards and forwards around the league that are converting their chances um and then i think there are another a host of of other factors like you know (sighs) forwards in other parts of the U.S. have had more time to practice on the ball with other players than the forwards in Sacramento. That's like, a great point. That's a huge, that's a huge, um, and it's a new coach. It's, it's a new an, coach. It's a new coach that you've not had the chance to, um, get the confidence from and, uh, the understanding of a system from like so much of, of being a forward requires just that intuition that comes from familiarity with the players you're playing with in the system that you're, uh, working in. And so, I think that those things are contributing as well. That's my take on
0: why we see this,
1: you know, statistic- statistically. statistically. We'll talk
0: about statistics in a second. Oh. I just like for me what I've seen honestly is I've seen a lot of good chances be created. Yeah. I've also seen a lot of half chances be created. Yeah. I've seen a lot of shots be taken um yeah inside the box, but you know, maybe there's a couple of players that you have to shoot through to actually get the ball on frame. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think that while there is an element of COVID playing a factor of like, well, man, like, as, is this game going to get canceled? Um, what if somebody on our team catches COVID? Are we going to be, uh, you know, done for the season? Yeah. Uh, so I think there definitely is an element of that. But for me, I, I, I think there's just kind of a, a general – lack of uh man i don't know uh, intensity a lack of um somebody wanting to be the guy yeah like i like formella he just hasn't looked up to the to up to it hasn't looked up to snuff for me uh i think i i've heard once before that he's like the best finisher on the team i don't doubt that he had a really really good finish against tacoma yeah he put a ball across the face of goal side netting and low kept it low that's really hard to do but I don't know if he's necessarily the best link-up player. I don't know if he's the best player to have runs in behind. I don't know if he's the best player to uh, win balls with his head. I don't know if he's the best player to um, assist other players. So I don't, I'm not sure if, if he's the answer. But then I haven't really been impressed with Cam. I haven't really been impressed with uh, Belmar. I haven't been impressed with Bijev because I'm never really that impressed with Bijev. <laughs> um, and all the other goal, goal scorers, Roro, I'm, I mean, has he... has he taken a shot a shot that's like looked really good in open play i i I don't nothing's coming to my mind yeah um so all of these guys that we bring in to score goals they haven't they haven't looked electric and sam warner a guy that we fell in love with last year yeah he's been very quiet so far Uh, there's been not a lot from him to make us go, yeah, that's the Sam werner we want to see that's the guy. So I think there's just a general lack of like someone wanting to take the reins and say, yes, it's this is my team now. maybe maybe all of those all of the things that you said really do contribute to that, but for me i I don't I, th- there's there's something else going on i I, I think it's something a, a bit more along the lines of like, this season doesn't matter as much so therefore yes i'm going to try hard and i'm going to i'm going to do my best but if i don't i get a pass yeah that may be too hard i don't know i that may be too harsh but that's what i see i i i just remember watching these guys last year with a coach that i don't think was as good as the one we have now yeah and they just they they looked a bit more confident yeah so and then and then but then the problem is i circle back to everything you said and i said well what goes into confidence feeling secure well if you don't feel secure stepping onto the field because the past two times or two two times in a row you did players had covid yeah. and you're concerned about going home and giving it to your kids giving it to your wife giving it to your significant other giving it to your friends giving it to your family when you see them like maybe that is enough to to just get people two percent off their game to where a shot goes slightly wide a shot goes a little bit uh higher a shot hits a player because there's a lot of block shots too for sacramento so that's just what i see um nolan do you want to talk about how solid the defense has been really quickly and then we'll we'll get into some some uh statistics yeah just real quick um sorry the defense has been
1: good um fullbacks have been great we've already said we love the center back pairing we love Jordan McCreary. We love to see Ash growing into his position. Um, it's sad to see Grinos get hurt, um, but Rafa Diaz put in a good shift against yeah, and, and the we don't Royal. have
0: any really update on that on, injury. Yeah. We we haven't reached out to the club. Um, he was on the injury report. He was just, just on the injury report. Totally That's kind of all we know.
1: Yeah. Um, so, they're really – we can't – I don't know what we can say about the defense other than a super generic keep doing what you're doing going forward and try to – get the fullbacks up higher to put crosses in so the fullbacks can go more central and someone can get on the end of a cross. Um, That's, that's what I have to say about the defense. Um, And then in terms of creating chances, which I think is the big problem for Sacramento right now. um, We do have some, some data to, to go over. Yeah. So just
0: really quickly with the defense, I I just want to reiterate like the, the left-back injuries. Uh-huh. Again, Ash stepping in uh, for a defense that, again, has looked solid. If, if you take out the Tacoma game, they've been really good. Yeah. Um, So that's been really great for me to see. So uh, that's just kind of all I wanted to say. And, yeah. you know, no penalties awarded. Again, so no, nobody's doing anything super reckless. That's great to see as well. Uh, all right, so let's get into some some statistics for uh, chances created. There's been quite a lot of chances created. Um, Nolan and I have done some research, and we are we as the team, Sacramento Republic, are second in the league for shots on target at 6.2 per match. Third in the league in big chances created uh, across the whole season at 11. First in the league at big chances missed. So we're creating a lot, good amount of chances, but we're also missing a lot of chances, and somehow. We've created 11 chances, but we've missed 13. I don't know how that works, but, you <laughs> yeah. know, numbers. Yeah. Numbers. And then uh, we are 23rd in the league in goals per match at 1.0. Exactly. So we yeah. played five matches. We have five, five goals. goals. Nolan. Yeah. Uh, let's let's just get to your conclusion about the scoring issue. So we, we've we talked about why scoring may be a problem. We've talked about chances uh, created talk about what we've seen talk about, talk what about seen. What the stats seem to tell
1: us what's what's your conclusion here yeah i i think sacramento just need the players need to figure out um you know is this a space where i can give 110 percent um and get on the end of those balls and put put them in the back of the net because that's really the only thing that's missing from this team um that i can see right now just goals are not being scored and so sacramento needs to find a way whether that be through a a system change uh a squad management change a player change however that uh whatever it takes to get people scoring goals is is
0: what's going to need to happen going forward for Sacramento yeah so and uh, talking before we got on the show you were kind of saying like it's an issue but not so big that we need to really be majorly panicked like yeah. it's going to figure itself out yeah if you keep keep creating chances it's just like law of probability like you're going to finish right eventually yep i kind of go a bit more the opposite way and say like it is a big problem now because we're a third of the way through the season yeah so you know what if it takes another five games to figure out or, or just for people to just click there yeah well then we've only got like six more games left in the season that to me is an issue that's my conclusion of it. it's a bit bigger of an issue that we need we need to address in these next probably two to three games yeah um defensively let's go back to the stats for de- defense we're tied for 11th in the league in goals against with 1.0 a match so we've played five games we've allowed five goals I think that's fairly solid if if you look at the chances we have created and say well we should have more goals scored then allowing a goal per match isn't isn't that bad. Yeah. Uh again, law of probability. Eventually if we start scoring more more goals but still have a solid defense, we're going to win games. Yeah. Um Nolan, what's your kind of conclusion with the defense? Uh
1: sorry, the the big thing for me is just keep doing what you're doing, find some way to get fullbacks forward. Um I think I've said it before, but that for me is just is all I have uh to really say about what the defense needs to change
0: yeah and I don't even know if that's a change just more of a, I think what you said. just keep doing what you're doing, yeah good things happen when fullbacks get forward, yeah um and don't get caught out and don't get caught out and and I think my conclusion with the defense would be, yeah, the defense has been really good, but if Greenwiss is hurt for any period of time, yeah we've seen what Diaz can do. we saw him for about four games last year, yeah after Cohen was sold. I don't know if he got it for like games in a row, but I don't think it was in a row, but yeah. we we've seen it is that going to be enough it, yeah like let's just say hypothetically grinwis is out he's yeah. done i think diaz uh, there's going to be um like a a big error he makes in a game that loses us a game this season yeah and that's that's really unfortunate so my conclusion is like is is diaz the guy yeah if he is the guy great if he's not the guy you need to figure out a solution quickly because he wasn't the guy last year he had an opportunity to to win the job he didn't so they brought in uh someone on loan if if diaz isn't the guy this year you have to bring somebody on on loan within the next few weeks so moving forward moving forward nolan last thing here we're going to finish that up um something that needs to change like what what's the thing that you're like this needs to change for the team to be successful
1: goals need to be scored
0: i think yeah i think if you're Um, if you're saying like, what's the tagline? What's the thing that like this one thing with this one sentence goals need to be scored. I I echo that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Defense is a problem, but not as big of a problem as our lack of goal scoring. Because again, we're creating chances. We're just not finishing them. So yeah, Nolan, I'm putting you on the spot here, but we're going to end with this. This is a progress report. Progress reports come with grades. Oh, what would your grade be for the the team in these first five games? Give it a C minus. Oh, that's actually much harsher than I thought you were going to say. Really? I thought you were going to be like B, solid B. I
1: mean, they're 90 minutes away from dropping out of the playoff uh, spot in the group. That's true. You know, I think Portland and Tacoma just, just kicked off, and I don't see Portland taking I, point, any points off. Yeah, I, out I, of I don't,
0: unless something has drastically changed with Portland. Yeah,
1: unless they all came back from MLS's yeah. back I'll,
0: I'll go a little bit higher. I'm going to say C+. Yeah. Um. Again, you've, you're creating a lot of chances. You have a solid defense. You seem to have a decent-ish rotation in midfield with – uh, Andrew Wheeler and uh, Jaime Villarreal, Skundrick, and Roro. Ro, that yeah. seems to be um, paying off okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give him a, a, a C. Plus. And really, the only reason it's not much, much higher is because of the goal scoring. Yeah. If you finish a few more chances, you're all the way up at like a B. Plus. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are doing great. So I think that's going to be it for us today. We thought it was going to be a bit more important this show to cover uh, the season as a whole and to kind of pull out things that we've seen rather than just go through the individual games. Uh, those podcasts are out there. We want to keep the narrative going. Uh, we we want to have narratives for the season. So this has been our, our little narrative show. Yeah. We will be back next week we with a uh, review of this coming game. Yeah. And also a preview of the Wednesday game. Yep. There's a Wednesday game uh, this coming week. So there's Portland Timbers 2, and then I believe it's Reno Reno midweek. And both of these games are away. Yeah. And then we're back home for a couple weeks. So hopefully uh, we will be at those games. Hopefully there's no more COVID cases. We will talk to you guys soon. As always, glory, glory, Sacramento. Sacramento.